What movie did we just watch, Kevin? We just watched Jackie Chan's Police Story from 1985. On HBO Max. Not, not the reboot that came out in 2013. Yeah. Or the other reboot that came out in like 2004. I just Googled They've it. They rebooted it, this a lot. I was like, I don't know. I mean, they do. you do get reboots of uh, classic oh, yeah, like, all the time. movies in the canon. Yeah. And they're not even necessarily bad. We really enjoyed the reboot of Suspiria. So yes. yeah. It's totally fine to reboot things, but uh, we didn't watch the reboots. We watched the original deal. The original. The O-G. Original Gilm. K. K. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, this is our first unedited, unresearched first impressions of things. This is the first time I've seen this movie, although I have seen the shopping scene. Yeah, because sometimes Um, I just like to play the shopping mall scene. Yeah, the the climax (laughs) of the movie. So I had already seen the climax of the movie before... I had never seen... And did it ruin your experience of watching the movie? No, now it was in in context. So, I mean, the rough story is that Jackie Chan is a very, like naive and go-getter cop Mm -hmm. like believes in the system yeah and they're going after like a drug kingpin and he becomes disillusioned when the kingpin gets off uh on his trial felicity is rubbing her face in the microphone so if you hear it's just what cats do it's some asmr for you in the middle of our podcast uh, and uh and then lots of fight scenes along the way he he's Body, he's guarding a key witness in the mm-hmm. trial who's the secretary of the kingpin. Um, and hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. And hijinks is actually, I think, the right word. Because uh, I was surprised, first of all, by how funny this movie was. I was too. I mean, I, I know Jackie Chan's U.S. work, which is often comedic. Right, they're action comedies. Yeah. But... Although a lot of the, the stuff in the U.S. he didn't direct, so they don't get jackie chan as well i think mm-hmm. um like just seeing the amount of work that he puts into the movies he's directed um well this is a masterpiece oh yeah I, this oh yeah is this, is, be this on, is one of the best films this is on a lot of lists of, yeah. like best films yeah of, it's it's of whatever it's perfection yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna argue with that here no, <laughs> we're not gonna actually this is a bad movie yeah no um yeah it would just just beautiful to watch beginning to end yeah i was surprised at the kind of the comedy too and you were chuckling at a few things and i was thinking is this supposed to be funny or is it just kind of the absurdity of of some of these action sequences but as we got further into it you're like oh no this is funny this is supposed to be funny it's like um like he's hamming it up yeah and the music too when it's in funny parts is such like a yeah it lets you know it's funny yes it's okay to laugh um and some of the like a lot of the comedy was in the fight scenes um a lot of that sort of uh, almost trademark jackie chan fight choreography where he's using all sorts of random items around in interesting and humorous ways Mm -hmm. um but also there were just like straight up comedy bits yeah like the thing with his car that doesn't have a handbrake (laughs) Is just going. It's he's just, trying to hold it up as he's having a conversation uh, to keep it going yeah, from downhill. With his girlfriend just leaning up on it, and and they're sort of like just, slowly walking down the hill. Like that's just a funny bit of physical comedy mm-hmm. that that has no greater. 
purpose necessarily other than to make you laugh. Yes, and then there's the scene with like the cactus, which was funny on its own, and the and then they recontextualize recontextualize it. <laughs> it in the trial because uh, he accidentally records that instead and of yeah. And there's a lot of um, innuendo. Yes, double entendres that that um, with audio only sounds very inappropriate. Yes. Which is funny to play in a courtroom. Yes. So I, I was thinking as I was watching it that he was, that it was clowning. Oh, like yeah. This is a form yeah. of clowning. Absolutely. Which I'd never thought of before. With I think of Jackie Chan with the martial arts mm-hmm. like, and the choreography and stuff, but I never really thought of it from... The, the clowning. Yeah, the, the cl- physical clowning. The, the, the acrobatics and, and yeah, yeah, the physical comedy. The, uh, and those are... Very interrelated skills mm-hmm. um, that I don't think a lot of people use. I think I think there are some out there that do it. Like I can think of, um, oh, is the movie called The Forbidden Kingdom? I saw it years and years ago. I, I don't know. Um, it's got Jackie Chan in it, but it's also got I want to say Jet Li in one of his more comedic roles. Like he's mm-hmm. playing a more comedic thing where he does some of that um, humor with with the martial arts mixed in and and how that plays together but there's a lot of very serious martial arts movies um that don't play into some of the goofiness that it can have oh yeah Yeah. that's i you don't think of like bruce lee and no and comedy um and a lot of these like Hong Kong era mm-hmm. films and, and comedy. Yeah. You think of them as serious. Which is why Jackie Chan is so stand out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great scene uh, where he's set up. He's trying to scare the witness yes. into like. Accepting his protection. Yes. So he sets her up with a, a cop friend to come into her house and, and try to stab her. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> to trick her into thinking it's one of the mob guys mm-hmm. to come and get her. And there's just the great scene where Jackie Chan's trying to get him out <laughs> of the house. Yeah. Uh, but she's hit him over the head and knocked him out. So he's, he's taking puppeteering puppeteering this, body. this li- limp body, <laughs> trying to convince her that he has not he's passed out. Uh, he's still attacking <laughs> Jackie Chan and the witness. Yeah. Oh, and he was great. using everything. I even like, he was trying to pull his head up by biting. Jackie Chan was biting the other guy's mask. Yeah, and trying to pull <laughs> his head up, so he looked uh, like he was conscious. Yeah, just just amazing. And I think that's what that scene was like. Oh, okay, this, this is, is funny. Like slapstick <laughs> pratfalls. Yeah, using martial arts yes. and, and a lot of fight choreography. Yeah, and, uh, and doing it very very effectively. Yeah. Oh, he makes it look so freaking easy. Yeah, and then you get to the end credits where you see, like, just a few of the, like, outtakes and, like, him being carried out on a stretcher. Yeah, yeah. Because something went wrong. Yeah. Um, And you just see how much work he put into it. That it is... Yeah, it just is great artists and athletes make it look... Unbelievably easy. easy, like they just step out. Hanging off the side of a bus with an umbrella. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's just a thing. <laughs> and that's in the, like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I I was the uh, so the first so the film kind of just starts. Yes, 
expositionally in media ray. Yeah, here's Jay, what's going on. I appreciated the exposition as, as the uh, cop sergeant yeah. is telling all of the the lower rank cops what they're going to do yeah. on this here's stakeout. We, we got a thing. And here's the bad guy. Here's the other bad guy. Here's the you know the hierarchy of bad guys. Exposition. Yep. Straight and in. Jump into the movie. <laughs> and so they're in like. Um, Basically, like a shanty town mm-hmm. on the side of a hill in a more rural area, mm-hmm. and this is where they're waiting for the kingpin. To, I don't know. Yeah, a drug deal is going to go down. Yeah, you, you've gonna, seen it's a sting. You've seen this, this yeah. story before. Bless, Bless you. you. <laughs> uh, our cat's just being cute yeah. as as always, um, and at the end, chasing the bad guys by. Starting some cars at the top of the hill of the shanty yeah. town and driving through <laughs> and destroying it with the cars. And that's when I also realized that I really missed the artistry of practical effects. Yes. Because that was... A that, was pra- that was a thing. That was they pra- built they that set and drive- then they drove cars through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there are, you know, a few, like, behind-the-scenes kind of magic tricks of that we don't see, but it's not. There is no CGI. Yeah. And, I, you know, I really appreciate CGI and, and what, like, all the space movies mm-hmm. and the fantasy movies. Oh, yeah. It makes it really It can do all sorts of really and, cool things with it. Um, visually, mm-hmm. just really engaging, but missing. Because that just sets the scene for all of the stunts that are happening, yeah. too. They're really... Falling on the pavement, yeah, they're falling they're throwing through throwing people through fake glass. Like that's happening, mm-hmm. and ideally, they're doing it as safely as possible under the circumstances. Um, it is still inherently risky, uh, but it is visceral. I think is the way I would describe it. Sometimes but they look like they're almost bouncing off of these hard surfaces because oh, yeah. they've done it so well. Like when he's they on know how the, to fall the bus, and um, he's is able to stop the bus very suddenly and all yeah. of the bad guys like fly, out. fly out through the windshield and yeah. land on the pavement. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, the way that they carry their bodies, it looks like the pavement isn't hard. Yeah. Almost. They, it's because they know how to fall correctly. Yeah. And that is an important skill. <laughs> um, and some of those, you know, like, they don't have multiple takes to get them right. Like, they've got to do it. They, they practice a bunch, but they've got, like, one take of actually shooting everybody through the windshield. Just got to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they did it multiple times. I don't know what the production was like. I know one thing that Jackie Chan has talked about producing movies in Hong Kong that he preferred was that he had the time and the budget to get it right. Mm-hmm. To do it over and over again. To, to make sure it hits. Well, he has his team. Yeah. Too. It's the same, like stunt guys Mm -hmm. that he would work with on a regular basis so Mm -hmm. it was a team and there was an ensemble and there was that communication and and everyone's kind of like equally involved yes Um, which is probably true true of lots of movies yeah yeah fight choreography in general i I think the good fight choreography is like that like i can think of like the john wick stuff or atomic blonde which had, you know, just some standout choreography. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind where, you know, like, okay, the actor's on board, the director's on board, the choreographers, they're all working very hard together to get this right. They are, but you don't have, like, Charlize Theron or um, Keanu Reeves with their ensemble of no. stunt people no, that they're they coming take in. with them <laughs> to each film. Yeah. Although, um, 
apparently, I read a rumor that um, Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves did training together because they were filming simultaneously. Yeah, we already discussed that did we? when we did the Atomic Blonde Did we? Podcast. Good job, us. So. Um, cool. Well, it's still as true as it was then. <laughs> But yes, no, they don't. They don't have their own like production company making those with them together. Yeah, and it's all to tell a story. Yeah, you can see it. It's more. It's less editing than we get in the soup. We've talked about this. A we we have because we have very strong opinions about bad choreography. Well, and, but I don't know if it's bad choreography because I can't see it. But well, I think if, that's what makes it bad choreography. Yeah. Is bad fight choreography you can't see. They cut around. The mediocre fighting. Yeah. And in, in this film, there's a lot less cuts from mm-hmm. different angles. There's a lot of wider shots, so you can see... You can kind of choose a little bit more where you're looking. Mm-hmm. You're not right up in someone's elbow. Yeah. And, like, that close. Yeah. And, and which is not to say that it's, like, full of, like, super long shots. Like, you can tell there's lots of cuts and lots of, you know, editing around that sort of stuff. But it gives the fight room to breathe, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And again, shows the work that it takes to get it right. Because <laughs> you screw up once, you got to do the whole thing over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the last scene in the shopping mall with all of the glass. Oh, just so, so much, much glass. glass. Like just over and over and over again. <laughs> it did almost look like they were looking... Like in the world of the film, they were looking like, for any what glass can I surface. Throw this glass through the... How can I throw a human through something glass? Yes, kind of there was a little bit. Out oh, of yeah, it's like let's let's find every possible glass pane in the area and throw somebody through it or something yeah. through it. But still impressive. Yeah, I was also thinking. Um, I mean, it's a pretty simple story that even by 1985. I'm, it's we, been around. We were, yeah. The cop going after the the bad guy. Bad guy and then going rogue. Yeah. Um and but from the beginning I almost felt like you could watch it without even the subtitles or understanding the language. And you would get a lot of the story yeah. because it's so obviously it is kind of in a larger than life acted. Mm-hmm. Mostly from I think from Jackie Chan's character, the facial expressions, mm-hmm. and but so much of the storytelling is visual. visual. Yeah, that I was surprised, and even especially as a foreign film, because mm-hmm. so much like body language and especially comedy doesn't translate mm-hmm. well often. Yeah, I was wondering about some of that stuff just because, like, I I don't know. I was wondering. Like, how much of this was pointed at a Hong Kong and China audience versus pointed to a larger international market? Yeah, I think um, it does Like, seem- one of the things that I thought was interesting was the courtroom scene, only because I have no idea how their justice system works there. And so, like, it felt very much like a TV courtroom in a lot of ways. Um, but... I don't know if that's because their system is very close to ours or they're just using similar legal tropes that, that are part of fiction Well, no, the they're part of the British Commonwealth, so I assume they oh, had... Oh, I didn't even think about that. They had um, 
yeah, it's yeah, based on the British system that, of justice. That answers because... 95% of my questions about that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily aimed at a Chinese market because Hong Kong was pretty independent as well as still part of the British Commonwealth. And they're okay. fighting for that now. But by 1985, I don't think that communist China was letting in a whole lot of Things. Then I completely I don't, don't know, understand though. the geopolitics of that era, which I, is on me. Well, I could be wrong, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just speaking totally off the cuff. <laughs> like everything we talk about on this podcast. Totally <laughs> off the cuff. I could be we reserve so the right to be wrong. wrong. But I, I thought that's why we have that Hong Kong era of filmmaking. Uh, because it was it had the freedom of not being part of communist China. That, that makes that a lot of sense. were able just to, to do to do a lot more with art yeah. it wasn't Hadn't being censored that. that's the word yeah. it wasn't being censored well i was i was thinking of it from a standpoint of like i know jackie chan has in more recent years gone on record as being fairly pro-china which has gotten him in some hot water um so i think i may have just like associated those unnecessarily in my brain i mean here, this was 1985 so that was 36 years ago. Yeah. So that's about as old yeah. as I am. About as old as, yeah. Uh, uh, so things can... Things can change dramatically. Right. And and yeah. the, the shape of Hong Kong is, is changing when it was handed back over oh, yeah. to China. And we're seeing those in, in the protests mm-hmm. um, that we had kind of yeah. pre-COVID. Right, right before COVID. Yeah. The Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, and all that, all that, the the independence movement of Hong Kong. Yeah, so that's that's a big change. Yes, that is true. Um, none of which really impacts this film, but is a fun. Well, I think it does yeah. in the in the sense of how the police is structured, how yes. the law is structured. Yes, it does in that sense. The, the history of it, not the recent stuff, is what I was saying. Doesn't impact oh, yeah. the film. Yes, historically, but yes, the being a British Commonwealth. Entity, country, and having a, a similar structure of mm-hmm. the just the justice system. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me, um, because it does feel very familiar. Not in that it's familiar to the sense of like what the actual U.S. justice system is or the British U.S. justice system is like, but familiar from a media standpoint like it felt like a british courtroom drama when they were doing that it felt like the british police force when they were doing that so it it felt relational in that way and you even had like the uh prosecutor saying i object in english yes yeah without subtitles because we just knew what he we knew what he said we heard that was the only english word they said in the trial yes like not sustained (laughs) or overruled but just i object (laughs) yeah was was the only english phrase Mm -hmm. which was an interesting thing it's interesting Mm -hmm. when that happens they also said bye-bye a few times not in the trial but just over the course of the film (laughs) it's interesting when you get those those little words several anglicized names yes well and in I don't know if it's in the dubbed version, because we didn't watch that, but in earlier versions of this, perhaps the dubbed one, um, Jackie Chan's character is named Kevin. Hmm. Um, they anglicize his name as well, not what it was here, which was uh, Kai Yeah. Chu? No, Chu is the bad guy. Chun. Yeah. yeah. Chun Um But that 
Yeah, that's just because. But a lot of the spoken names in the original in the original thing were anglicized. Right, Selena, mm-hmm. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were several. Yeah, Selena is the name of the secretary of the kingpin. That's yes, the MacGuffin of the film. Yes, she is the MacGuffin of the film. It's certainly <laughs> not. A feminist. Not particularly progressive in that space. Yeah. Yeah. It does not um, treat its women. There's two women characters. One is his girlfriend, which, like, he's just totally bad. Oh, he's the worst. And she's just, like, following him um, faithfully, even though he treats her her badly. And and then the other female character is is the MacGuffin. Yes. Um, and, And... Has very little personality or or direction or any of. That. You have to be annoyed, but then you look past it. Yeah, and so you gotta watch. Other... You gotta like the movie anyway. Um, yeah, because Cause there's no perfect films or media. Uh, yeah, but there's lots of lots of fun stuff in it. The characterization, I think, across the board, was pretty light. Mm-hmm. Like that's very true. It is a vehicle yeah. to do the choreography. Yeah, well, I was reading Wikipedia, so trust it with what you will, that a lot of the action sequences were planned first and the film was scripted around them, mm-hmm. which doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's still how Mission Impossible movies are made mm-hmm. um, in the same way. They're like, okay, we want to make do these action movies. Tom Cruise wants to hang off a plane. Let's come up with a story reason to make it happen. That makes sense, although I wouldn't necessarily have guessed that because a lot of the movies where they start with the stunts first and then pin a story Don't around work it, as well. Are, you can tell. Yes. You can really tell. <laughs> this one, they at least put work into making the stunts mm-hmm. part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then when they were doing the stunts, they felt motivated by the story. The character beats and actions and the various fight scenes all came out of what was going on in the story. Rather than, oh, it's time to have the shopping mall fight scene. Um, or it's time to have the bus chase mm-hmm. Um, that'll fit better than it does, for example, in many Mission Impossible movies, where you're by the by the third action sequence, you're like, "Wait, how did we get here? What is I, this?" I don't even remember the last. No, Mission I remember Impossible, action but... sequences. <laughs> I, watched. I think the last one I watched was Rogue Nation. I think I saw the one with him hanging off the plane, but I don't. I really... just saw him hanging off a plane. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. remember watching that one. Yeah, that's that says a lot about those movies. Which is to say, they're exactly what they want to be as well. I'm not knocking Mission Impossible movies. They know what they want and they do it. Mostly Tom Cruise does right, it. Tom Cruise. <laughs> he makes that work. Another hilarious thing I wanted to mention: um, the three cakes smashed in his face, mm-hmm. like Wait, totally slapstick just, humor. Just perfect. Like he comes home. His girlfriend, who we have not seen before this moment, is throwing him a surprise birthday. He's like, oh, by the way, it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, no, there's a scantily clad woman I brought home. And she throws a cake in his face. Mm-hmm. The, May, the girlfriend. And that's great. It's funny. It's it's perfect. And then the door knocks. And it's his friend who throws a cake in his face because <laughs> the girlfriend is mad. <laughs> Which was a build. And then the third cake comes out of nowhere. You did not expect it. And it just landed perfectly. Rule of threes, comedy, was hilarious. Three, yeah, you really know of it. Yeah. It's supposed to be. And they showed you the cake beforehand. Um, I I saw another whole cake when he was coming into the the room. Like, oh, there's a third cake. I guess they just got lots of cakes. And they 
I hit him in the face with it again. <laughs> After he took a shower and cleaned up from the first two kicks. Just, you, it's hard to beat comedy like that. It's a classic for a reason. Clowns getting hit in the face with pies. Well, and also to, to juxtapose it against the intense action scenes, you have this other physical stuff that's happening yes. that is not intense in the same way, mm-hmm. but it's still very physical. Yes. I mean, the phone sequence is a great example of that, where he's, he's rolling around answering. Multiple telephone calls and, yeah. and juggling them. And tossing them back and forth. And... Talking to... Putting one on hold yeah. and talking to another he, one. When he kicks the pen or pencil to like mm-hmm. flip up and catch it and take notes. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, that's all very physical and very difficult, but uh, for the purpose of comedy. Yeah. So how the skills cross over. Yeah. I don't know that I have a lot more to say. It's I, a real I good movie. I didn't write anything down as yeah. per usual. You've got, I mean, those were the, the highlights. Yeah. In, in um,. My head. Oh, I mean, do you want to talk about the penultimate stunt in the film? I mean, we should at least mention the amazing, the, the, you mean the jumping on the the light pole? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is just fantastic. And it's so good. And they know it's so good. They show it to you three times in a row. Yep. Rule of three. (laughs) Which, again, is one of those, like, it's a combination of all the things we were talking about, like the work that goes into it. But also the practical effects of it, the the rule of three, like they they like look, we got this one shot. We're gonna shoot it from different angles, so you just get how amazing it is that he is sliding down this pole, four stories, three stories, smashing lights as he's going. Enough to hurt yourself if you. Fell. Oh yeah, and then land in you know a little pavilion thing that he falls through. Right, one more thing to fall. So. If you don't want to watch the whole movie, just Google Police Story shopping mall scene yeah. so you can watch oh. this last scene. It's so good. It's so good. And the scene is, it's the climax of the film, but the climax of the, the fight scene is, as you said, it's one of those open um, shopping malls mm-hmm. with the center. Big atrium. Yeah, yeah, atrium. That's the word. And he's up on the third or fourth story, and he's got to go get... Um, the, brief, the bad guy the, the, the bad guy grabbed the briefcase yeah. on the first floor and it's down there and he can't get down there quick enough so he leaps onto a pole that mm-hmm. a structural pole of some sort that he uses kind of as a fireman's pole mm-hmm. and slides down it but there are lights attached to it strings of lights yeah. like for christmas or something that he smashes, smashes through. through there's sparks going everywhere uh. and then he falls through like a an arbor. Yeah. A wooden arbor onto the ground. <laughs> onto what I assume was some sort of padding that was kept out of view by the arbor. And again, this is a practical yeah. effect. But he falls He's onto doing it, it. And you see him hit the hit bottom, basically, and then get up and start running. Mm-hmm. Like, you see that in one of the shots. And it's just, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> and, and that is why this film is on so many best of. Yeah. It's just so perfect that the the fighting is great. Like it's it's hard to beat, and it's why Shanghai Noon is not as good of a film. <laughs> no, the uh, the American films, yeah. I think, have some entertaining mm-hmm. fight scenes, yeah. um, and probably more 
of a use of unusual objects, I think, in that I think I think that of... became more his style as things went on. And yeah. so as he was coming over to the U.S. doing other people's movies, they took advantage of that. Because um, there's, there's definitely a fair amount of that in here with, like, the clothes racks or the couch in the, the penthouse, I guess it was. Um, but it wasn't like, here's this, a single fight scene where he just uses... You know, a balloon animal to beat up people. <laughs> it it felt more weird word to use for a Jackie Chan movie. Naturalistic use of those sorts of unexpected items. Less, uh, yeah, less larger than life. That is a strange thing yeah, to say. Yeah, clearly. Um, less, less. You don't want to say like less campy because it's kind of campy, but it's less knowingly campy maybe i don't know I'm, I'm having trouble finding the right word for it well it would help if we had um like a little film screening that would we could point, to, point to things yeah see the evolution yeah i don't have a lot of extra stuff to say though but it's, it's a real good movie i'm real glad you picked it because <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't seen it either like i yeah. this is my first time seeing everything but that fight scene um so yeah it was, it was good stuff fun times yeah and you have the series of them. I have the first two. Okay. Um, uh, Michelle Yao shows up in the third and fourth ones mm. as a partner. Um, I think pre-Crouching Tiger. That would sound... Crouching Tiger was like 2000? Yeah. Late 90s? Yeah. I think it was early 2000. 2000, 2001. Around the time of The Matrix, which was 99. Which they were bringing over a lot of Hong Kong style. Oh yeah, stunts. Yeah, into that's the Matrix. It was a lot of people's first real experience to some of that stuff, <laughs> the wire work and things like that. Oh, this this had no noticeable wire work, which is not to say there wasn't any. Yeah. But. All right. Well, we're done oh, early. Yeah, what, we're done what early. We, do? we talked for like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all okay. We, have to say. we don't have we don't have a format. Yeah. yeah. We like the movie. Go check it out if you yeah. got HBO Max. <laughs> You want to talk about the Patreon? Uh, sure. We have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash five degrees and give us money for every episode we make if you want. If you don't, that's cool. Just listen to the podcast. Tell friends free. about it. It's always free. Yes. Like podcasts are meant to be. Yes. Uh, what are some of the perks they can get, Amy? Uh, they can know the choices of mo the list of movies you give me. On, yeah. on uh, to choose from, which is mm -hmm. usually five movies, uh, and a lot of old ones show up on new, new lists. lists. Usually, um, those are the ones I want to watch. I, I try and space them out so it's not obvious that like I want to watch them again. But well, I figure, <laughs> I figure that's why they get repeated yeah. on the list. Well, because every time I'm making it. a list, like I scroll through the old movies and it's like, oh, I still want to watch that. I still mm -hmm. want to watch that. Um, I never give you movies that I don't want to watch. Like, I'm never going to try and poison the well in that way. <laughs> that would be weird. It would be. It would be real weird. Uh, yeah, so that's one perk. And another perk is you get to hear the super unedited version from when Kevin Double turns on the mic to when he turns unedited. it off. Yeah. Which is mostly just more of us talking to the our cat. cat. It's not a great perk, but uh, mostly if you're supporting us on Patreon, it's because you want us to keep making the thing we make. Uh, keep watching movies and other things and talking about them. I think we might have to do a, a, a podcast on WandaVision when it's over. 
I think that's fair. I think we have a lot of things to say about WandaVision. We do. We Even do. though we've kind of talked to each other a little bit well, about we want, it. Well, yeah, that's, we can still talk to each other about yeah. it. <laughs> you know, we'll watch, the, we'll watch the finale and then just regurgitate all of our thoughts and opinions to each other. So if you're listening to this three years from now, it's in the first season of WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> Episode when, six came out just recently. Yeah. Out of nine. Out of nine. Uh, yeah. Bonus episode. Bonus audio. No bonus episodes. That is a thing we could do, is like record secret episodes. Uh, and a lot of podcasts do that, but I don't know. That sounds like work, so. I gotta say, the perk structure is a little strange to me in Patreon. I get it. <laughs> I get it, but. But the core of it for me is you you like the thing we're already making, and you want to support us in making more of it. That's, that's really what patronage should be in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Technically, if you support us, I think it says at the $10 or more per episode level, you can select movies that we can put onto the list to watch, although nobody's taken us up on that. Well, and other people have suggested movies that we've watched. Yeah. So, so you, it's not it's not the only way to suggest movies for us to watch. If you say, hey, watch this movie, we'll probably take it into consideration whether or not you give us any money. <laughs> That's just how we roll. Because we like watching movies and talking about them. We just turn on a microphone to do it. Yes. Uh, all right. That's everything. That's everything. All right. All right. I'll say it. Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>